Hi, I'm Timothy Snyder. It's the 6th of March, 2018. This is the ninth in a series of little talks that I'm giving under this rubric, Timothy Snyder Speaks. The basic idea is to give a little talk longer than a TV segment, shorter than a lecture about something that's on my mind and seems significant right now. What I'd like to talk today about is reporters and, and why they matter. I have a, a book coming out on the 3rd of April which is called The Road to Unfreedom. I may talk about some of the themes from the book. Today I'm just gonna talk about the, the, the dedication. The book is dedicated to reporters, and I call reporters the heroes of our time. That's what I wanna talk about today. Why are reporters the heroes of our time? Why is that word heroes not an exaggeration, but I think actually a very precise description of how important that service reporting is to our particular moment? Let's think about truth for a second. There are a couple of kinds of truth. There's the truth about the world, the factual truth about the way things actually are, what has to be worked so that we can see it, so we can discover it, so we can share it. And there's the other kind of truth, the truth that we're willing to take risks for, the thing that is true for us, the thing that we're willing to maybe suffer for, um, endure pain for, perhaps even lay down our lives for. What's specific about being a reporter, an investigative reporter, is that those two kinds of truth almost uniquely come together. An investigative reporter is someone who is trying to find out the way the world actually is. And in the service of trying to find those facts, a reporter is someone who takes risks. And I mean that in the most literal sense. If you think of the people who are actually dying um, in order to try to work against the basic sorts of injustices which face us, they are very often reporters. A Slovak reporter who was murdered two weeks ago, um, a Ukrainian or a Belarusian reporter murdered in Ukraine a year and a half ago, um, numerous Russian reporters who have tried to cover Russia's wars in, in Chechnya or Ukraine have either been murdered or physically intimidated. And these reporters, this is what I'm trying to say, they are taking risks and in these tragic cases, they're dying for both kinds of truth at the same time. They're dying because they're trying to figure out what's happening in the world that we have to share, in the world we live in together. They're also dying because of the particular risk that they choose to take, because of what they have decided is important to them. One way to think about this is that they, unlike, say, soldiers, are dying as individuals. They're dying for the thing that, that they, as individuals, are doing. If a soldier dies, we might think of a soldier as a hero, and that's fair enough. But that soldier is taking part in a general enterprise. The person who kills him or her does not know who that soldier is. A reporter is dying for a very specific reason, because he or she has taken a risk. And what I'm trying to say is that he or she has taken a risk for us, for all of us. Indeed, you might start with those soldiers. The reporters who are taking risks for the truth are before all things, taking risks that have to do with whether wars are fought or not. If you think of the history, the recent history of American warfare, whether we do or don't fight, whether we start or stop fighting wars in Iraq or in Vietnam, has an awful lot to do with the quality and the availability of the reportage that we have.
what we know about wars that are going on now, whether it's, whether it's Syria or whether it's Russia's invasion of Ukraine, has to do with a handful of reporters who have the courage and the capability to actually go to those places and report. In other words, if we care about soldiers, if we regard soldiers as heroes or as possible heroes, then we should also care about whether those people who are performing military service are being abused, whether they're being sent to places where they should not be sent. The only way to know that is to have reporters. The only way to evaluate wars, whether they should be fought, how they're being fought, whether they should be ended, the only way to have the facts that we need for that are to have reporters. So in that sense, reporters are also heroes for our time. But we can step away now from, from risks and from deaths and from battlefields and think about our own daily lives. Re what reporters do in our daily lives is they create the field in which we can have conversations and in which we can make decisions. Um, it's very important to understand that reporters make something. What they make is the factual world, the world that we can agree on, the world we can talk about, the world that's solid enough to stand on. Reporters are not the same thing as this vague, broad um, morass that we call the media. On, on the contrary, 99.99% of this thing that we call the media has nothing to do with investigation and nothing to do with factuality. We participate in this thing called the media by paying a lot of attention to things which don't really have to do with the factual world, which don't have to do with journalism, which don't have to do with investigation. Investigation, investigative reporting, is a tiny, 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 tiny microscopic sliver of the thing that we call the media. And the reason why it's so microscopic, it has to do with profitability, it has to do with big media concerns, all that, but it also has to do with us. When we talk about the media and we complain about the media, one of the things that it's easy for us to forget is that within the media, there are the tiny individuals, the tiny group of individuals, the reporters who are actually doing the opposite. They're not necessarily following trends. They're not necessarily doing what's easy. They're doing what's hard. They're actually trying to find things out. Now, why is that so important? Well, it's so important because basically every, everything good that we take for granted in a free society depends upon factuality. And without factuality, without reporters, you don't have factuality. So consider the rule of law. Maybe the fundamental feature of American society um, that we take for granted is the rule of law. The rule of law is impossible without factuality. If we don't believe that there are facts out there, if facts can't be discovered, then it's impossible to have trials in the sense that we take trials for granted. Trials depend upon the idea that there are facts to be found, to be gathered, and to which law can then be applied. Without reporters, you also can't have investigations of corrupt companies or corrupt politicians. The Mueller investigation, important as it might be, is unthinkable without the prior and simultaneous work of reporters. So the rule of law, the predictability and the fairness that we strive for, that we would like, you would like to take for granted, that depends upon factuality. It depends upon reporters. Association, the freedom of assembly, doing things together that we like, whether it's sports, um, whether it's a hobby, whether it's political, whether it's not, all of that depends upon factuality. In order to have an organization or a group, we have to know things in common. We have to be able to learn things in common. We have to trust one another, and that means trusting that there's a factual world 
out there. This whole business of the freedom of assembly or just the pleasure of assembly depends upon our taking for granted that there's a factual world. If we don't think there's a factual world, if the, if the reporters were to disappear, it would be much, much harder for us to cooperate because what would we be cooperating about? And if we can't cooperate, then we stay by ourselves, we become lonely, we become more alienated, more paranoid with time, and the political system changes. Which brings me to freedom. Freedom depends upon factuality. Freedom depends upon reporters. Why? Because you cannot be a free person if all you do is accept the, pe the things that people tell you that you want to hear. The way much of the media is organized, the way much of politics is organized, is to figure out what you want to hear and then tell it to you. If you accept that cycle, if you buy into that cycle, if you nod your head when people tell you the things that they have already figured out that you want to hear, got news for you, literally news. You're not a free person. Being a free person means not giving in to what you want to hear yourself. Being a free person means accepting that there's a world out there from which you can learn and which might challenge you. Being a free person means doing things that are awkward for you because they don't correspond with what you think is already true or what you would like to hear or what's most convenient for you. Now, who produces the facts that you don't already know? Who produces the facts that might be inconvenient for you? The reporters and pretty much only the reporters. In other words, if you want to be a free person looking out at the world around you from day to day, figuring out the, the way things are as opposed to what you want to hear, if you want to build up resistance to the almost overwhelming forces that are just feeding you the things that they've already figured out you want to hear, if you want to have a chance of resisting that, you need facts, which means that you need reporters. If you want to be a free person, you need reporters. Equality. Right? If we want to have equality, reporters and the facts that they generate are absolutely indispensable. Um, for one thing, think about the way the world works if there aren't freely accessible facts. That is, if there's not a free press, if you can't read The Guardian or The Washington Post or whatever newspaper you like to read with, which has reporters, if you can't read that, if that goes away, what happens to the facts? Well, what happens to the facts is they become separated out. Um, they become unequally distributed. The people or the corporations who have lots of money will still continue to run their intelligence services. They will try to find out how the world works for their purposes, but you won't have access to that. In other words, the, the stronger the press is, the more, the, the more investigative reporters we have, the greater equality there is in information. The smaller the difference is between what you know and what other people know. If reporters go away, a very important kind of inequality gets much, much worse. And that's the inequality of access to information. If, other, if the people in power or if the people with wealth know things you don't know, or they know them much faster than you don't know, that makes your inequality or that makes the inequality of things much, much, much worse. But reporters are also critical for inequality in a much more basic and much more elemental way. Um, one of the fundamental problems with this country and with other countries is inequality of income and wealth. Inequality of income and wealth is something that we cannot understand without basic facts, without basic numbers. If I give a, an example of someone who suffers from poverty, 
um, that example can be swept away by somebody else's more attractive story about someone else who has succeeded. Um, if I only have one case, no matter how well I tell it, somebody else is going to have a better spectacle. Somebody else is going to be able to show you that the American dream really works. Well, what about if we have reporters who actually tell us the basic things? Like, for example, that since 1980, there has basically been no gain in wealth or uh, income for 90% of the American population. What if we have reporters who tell us that life expectancy in the United States has gone down for the last two years. And by the way, it's going to go down this year as well. Um, what if we have reporters who tell us that that decrease in life expectancy is heavily conditioned by wealth and income, that it applies to the lower 90%, but it doesn't apply to the people who have the most wealth and income whose lives are getting longer, and so on and so forth. Without reporters, we don't know that inequality is a problem. And we have no chance of figuring out how and why inequality is a problem. And we have no chance at getting our hands around it and doing something about it. So the point is, if you care about justice, if you care about association, if you care about freedom, if you care about equality, then you have to care about reporters. So what can you do? Well, I can think of at least three easy things that you can do. The first thing is that we should all realize how despicable it is for anyone, and especially a leader, to say that reporters are enemies of the people. If we want to be a people who have freedom, who have association, who have justice, who have equality, if we want to have a chance at any of those things, a fighting chance for any of those things, we have to have reporters. A people that wants to be free, that wants to be just, that wants to be equal, that wants to be together, needs facts and needs reporters. So the first thing is to recognize how despicable it is to describe reporters as the enemies of the people. The second thing that we can all do, which is very easy, is to help the reporters with our own behavior. This is very easy. The first thing to do is don't let the internet tell you what you should be reading. You decide. Decide that you like a newspaper, or better yet, decide that you like reporters. There aren't that many of them out there, right? There, there really aren't. Find a few who you see traveling and reporting on what they see. Make that your criterion. I'm going to read the journalists who are actually reporters, who travel, whose bylines are from different places, who seem to be investigating. I'm going to follow those reporters. I'm going to, and then what I'm going to do. I'm going to read them first, and then I'm going to choose to post their work on the internet. So rather than having the internet give you a feed that you passively just consume, you don't start with the, the, the social media platform. You start with the newspaper that you like. You start with the reporters you like. You make friends with those reporters, um, and then you post their work on the internet, and then you close down the internet. If you do that, you, you help those reporters, you help those newspapers, and also in a small way, but in a way that matters, you change the way that the internet works. Relatedly, most of you, if you're watching this, can probably afford to subscribe to a newspaper. Subscribing to newspapers is unbelievably cheap. It's almost symbolically inexpensive. But if those of us who, pay, who, who, who read news actually pay a little tiny bit for it, it helps newspapers and it helps reporters. Given how important factuality is, I think we should pay for it. We pay for plumbing, right? We, 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 we pay other utilities. I think it's reasonable for us to pay a little tiny bit. Um, you know, it's $20, $30 a year for a newspaper to pay a little tiny bit to support what journalists are actually doing. 
The third thing is to reflect on our own attitude towards these people. Uh, we think it's right and natural in the United States to thank veterans or active, active duty servicemen and servicewomen for their service. Um, this is something that we find totally natural. But if it's right that reporters are the heroes of our time, which I think they are, I think that is right, does it occur to us ever to thank them for their service? I think if you happen to run into a reporter, um, and you probably will, that person would be very surprised and I think appreciative if you thanked them just for what they do. That doesn't happen in this country, and it should. Thanks.